Hey everyone, my name is Sambal Siddiqui. I'm the mayor of Cambridge. And I'm Alana... Al- <laughs> we'll fix that in editing. Yeah. And I'm Alana Mallon, vice mayor, and this is our sometimes bi-weekly weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Hey, we're here. We're here. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. We got to spend Galentine's Day together um, at a meeting last night. Actually, I think we spent every night together this week. Every single night. Even though I did have the plague this week, um, I still went to every meeting um, every night this week. You sure did, and I avoided you. I know. At every meeting, it was like I had some, like, communicable disease. (laughs) I just texted her and be like... sniffling... Coughing. I'm the. I'm just such a germaphobe. Like across the room, like, oh my god, don't breathe on me. <laughs> I'm a huge. You are such a germaphobe. I yeah. I'm really. I don't. I can't get sick. You know. No, well, neither Especially, can I. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can't get sick. Really can, but it yeah, it does happen. I know. It was a great week. Um, Monday was my birthday. I know. Best day of the year. Best day of the year. It was nice, and uh, I enjoyed shouting you out on the floor at. 9 p.m. And you were like, move it along, Malin. I know. I was like, it's already 9 p.m. <laughs> I I had said, oh, we'll get up by 8. So you don't ever never, say that. Never. Never say it again. It's fine. I had, you know, as, as you know, we I was had organized a little thing after at the tavern. Um, and like Sarah had to send an email to my friends being like, hey, so we're just running a little bit late. Were they not glued to the television watching the city council meeting? Some of them came over at <laughs> no, the I end saw and they were just sitting, sitting there. <laughs> it was so funny. I that was, was like, my favorite. They were all like, their faces were like, oh my God, is this what she does? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, really, really, uh, really good week. A lot of meetings. A lot of meetings. Okay, so what's up, Cambridge? Today is the last day of our Warm Hearts for Warm Feet annual Wolsock Drive for homeless residents here in Cambridge. So far... Drum roll. We have collected over 1,000 pairs of wool socks, and there are two full bins at City Hall that have been uncounted. And then there's a bin at Hilton's Tent City uh, that we need to collect. And um, I actually went out with the the Caspar um, Baco Human Services Street Outreach team last Thursday night and drove around with them and handed out socks as, you know, we, you know, um, picked folks up and brought them to shelter or we got people from the emergency room to shelter mm-hmm. um, making sure everyone was um, safe had food you know lots of people don't want to come in from shelter but they um, they go around with socks water um, somebody makes homemade chocolate chip cookies like every week oh. I know I'm like it's so nice and then they have sandwiches so just making sure everybody has enough to eat if they don't want to come in um, but that is a hard heartbreaking job I just yeah. did it for a few hours, but I don't know how they do it. Um, but I'm grateful knowing that they're out there caring for our most vulnerable every night. And shout out to Alexis, Gabby, and John, who are amazing. Just amazing. Amazing. I, I'm, I'm planning on doing it, too. I you should totally do it because um, yeah. I, I learned some good um, 411. Awesome. A lot of good info. Yeah. Yeah. We also challenge uh, the Cambridge Police Department each year, and uh, we always crush them, which it's, is pretty fun. It's so fun. Um, I've seen them up their game this year on social media and with partners, so I'm really curious if they will match what we had donated. But anyways, thanks to all the residents who contributed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, to our partners, Alexandria Real Estate, Cam- Cambridge Side Galleria, MIT, Biomed Realty, East Cambridge Business Association, the Central Square Bid. Who am I missing? I think we've gotten everyone. Is that everybody? think so it's so great like walking into city hall every day and seeing like packages and oh and they're still coming <clears throat> so uh it's it's been uh it's been i think we're really gonna have winter. over two thousand pairs of socks for, for sure, sure. For okay sure. so awesome 
Awesome. All right. So um, we've had a couple of council city council meetings since we last spoke to you, dear listeners. Lots going on and lots to discuss. Um, some of the main things that came up over the past couple of weeks are we um, we extended the tree protection ordinance. Um, we ex- extended the moratorium on cutting down significant trees until uh, December 31st this year or until a new ordinance based on the recommendations of the Urban Forest Master Plan Task Force is voted on by the council. And in other tree news, as part of those recommendations, uh, the city has allocated $1.2 million in free cash to plant over 1,000 trees. And this is separate from the money coming from participatory budget. Yep. We love our trees, guys. We love our trees. Um, At that meeting, I got to talk about my favorite thing, (laughs) which is that we live people, we live in a tree patriarchy. I don't know if people know this, but because there's a part of an urban movement in the 60s or something, city arborists felt that female trees, which are largely fruit-bearing, were messy and attracted rodents and started planting only male pollinator trees as a result. (laughs) Gross. The tree patriarchy (laughs) is gross. Um, As a result, among other issues like car exhaust, this higher level of pollinators has caused a higher level of allergies and asthma. And um, I asked our commissioner of Department of Public Works if a percentage of the new trees would be lady trees um, to mitigate this issue, <laughs> um, which I really I enjoy any time I get to talk about the patriarchy, yeah. the tree patriarchy, yeah. any kind of patriarchy. I really it makes me happy. It's just like one of those. It was great. I was like, wow, I, you learn something new every day. <laughs> well, I have to say, like on the campaign trail this past time, this like 13 year old was asking me about the tree patriarchy. And I was like. Lady, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to find out. Yeah. And it's yeah. not pretty. It's not. It's so not. one of the things they said is that they try to plant or they will be trying to plant um, female trees, non-pollinators around our elementary schools. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a really nice. It's good. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's good. It's good. So we also ordained a welcoming cities ordinance, which came about after nearly a year of collaboration between the city council, the police department, the city solicitor. And the ACLU, uh, and it's intended to protect our our residents and ensure that our local law enforcement isn't transmitting information about immigration status to ICE uh, beyond what's required by federal law. And currently, the only time the Cambridge Police Department communicates with ICE is around human trafficking. But we wanted to codify this so that the city council and the and it's the residents understand the relationship. And among other things, what we want is to make sure is that if an immigrant is a victim of crime or is a witness to a crime that they feel safe uh, coming forward without fear that their identities will be transmitted to ICE. So we're both glad we've uh, been able to finally codify our current practice to safeguard our immigrant residents and ensure they are protected from ICE in the city of Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lengthy discussion. It was. Yeah, and uh, I think I mentioned this a while ago. I did my uh, thesis uh, at Brown on the topic of... uh, you know the 287g program oh yeah i Um, remember you saying that yeah so all about how some cities and towns across the country have they still have this program that they've deputized uh police officer local police officers to act as federal immigration officers i mean we don't do any of that here but it just Mm -hmm. i i just remember how the the chilling effect that that had on the immigrant community to come and report and now you know 12 what 12 almost 10 years later it's just it, it's scarier times definitely uh but uh you know i'm really glad that the we were able to 
move this forward. Yeah, one of the other things that it does is if you are if a, an immigrant is pulled over and they don't have a valid driver's license, this ordinance says don't arrest them, just give them a summons um, yeah. and have somebody come and pick up the car because once your fingerprints are in the system, um, lots of things can happen. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if they were breaking the law um, in a, or had a warrant out for their of arrest, course, it would yeah. be a totally different story. But this is just a, a traffic violation and they don't have a valid driver's license. Um, just and that may change. In the state, because if there's a correct, new, yeah, so that that's uh, that that was under the Lots legislature. Lots of good last stuff year, going on, so. people. During what else? scary times. Um, okay, you and I had a policy order in to look at expanding our head start head start program, <laughs> the hours of them after a joint roundtable on early education and universal pre K a few months ago. So during that discussion on how to roll out a broad array of um, universal pre K options, one of the things that came up was that many low income families in Cambridge. Don't choose the Head Start options here because they aren't full day or full year and they weren't workable for working families. So this policy order seeks to provide additional funding to extend the hours and months um, to go through the, the summer months and maybe go until like five or six o'clock to work better for those families, the ones that need the access to quality pre-K and child care the most. And we really hope that this was reflected in the fiscal 21 budget that would be going into effect um, in July. Yeah, and we also asked in that same policy order for additional scholarships for... Um, we like to ask for stuff. We really do. We do. We're good askers. We need to get what we want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one item on Monday that um, I was proud of was a policy order co-sponsored by myself, uh, Councilor Zondervan, and uh, myself and other colleagues. Uh, which is a condemnation of the Indian Citizenship Amendment Act, or the CAA for short, which was passed by the Indian Parliament on December 11 last year. Uh, it's a very discriminatory law which uses religion as a qualifying criterion for Indian citizenship, um, and it's had such serious implications from Indian Muslims, uh, a minority in India, who have faced uh, detention as mass prisons, violence at, at anti-CA protests, and there's just um, been an over, overwhelming loss of citizenship rights. Uh, and so as a city, we value equity and diversity, and it's so important that the city council express solidarity with um, affected individuals and urge our congressional de delegation to take federal action condemning the Republic of India for this type of discrimination. Um, you know, it was powerful for me sitting up there as a Muslim, um, and hearing from our Indian residents of how grateful that they are that the city council supports them. And my dad, he's uh, a lot of people don't know this because I, I, I think I should do a better job of explaining it. I was born in Pakistan, but my dad is from India and he's an Indian Muslim. And so his whole family is in India. And so this has been really hard for him. Um, you know, he, he because he's married to someone who is Pakistani mm. and we were born in Pakistan, he we have not been able to get him, um, uh, we can't get visas to visit India uh, because of just that. <laughs> and even though he's Indian and, and he's, he's Muslim, it's, it's um, the regime, the Modi regime is just so anti-Muslim. Uh, I remember you saying your aunt was supposed to come last year, yeah, the year before, yeah. and she couldn't get a visa, or they, she could come here, but they weren't. Yeah, you she couldn't sure. get a visa. Yeah. yeah, it's been a mess, but it the time the chain timing, it's fascism, you know, basically. It's happening so it's in so many there. places. Right. 
Um, I was so moved by so many of the public speakers that came. And um, I actually received a Facebook message this week from an Indian Muslim um, who said, my family, friends, and many who feel marginalized and discriminated against in India have expressed their sincere thanks for this resolution. It's amazing how uplifting and encouraging such a resolution has been received. Um, and so, you know, I think sometimes you don't know how important these things are to residents who are being affected until they're brought forward. So thank you for bringing that to the council um, for a vote with your co-sponsors. I think it was really powerful. And we all voted on it unanimously, so. Yeah, it was just a nice. And then we, we, we've had a few notable um, other items as well. Um, I think we're, we're, did I miss it? Did I miss anything? Alana? I don't know. I'm like looking through my papers. Okay, go I ahead. think that was it. <laughs> I think did we have more to say? No. Um, I think it's I a have so agenda. much more to say. <laughs> oh, we know. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. So last week we had a few notable items. Uh, it was a quick meeting, but we have a couple highlights. The city manager advised us that we received um, ninety-seven thousand uh, dollars in recycling. A dividends program from the Department of Environmental Protection. This grant will be used uh, to support various programs, notably the mattress recycling program conducted by UTech in Lowell. Is uh, it Lowell? Yeah. Okay. It's in Lowell. Yeah. I, get a, I was like, is it Lawrence? Is it Lowell? They serve, you know, they work in Lowell okay. and Lawrence as well, uh, <coughs> or have students from there. So the program is a workforce development program for at use risk youth between 18 and 24. Um, the UTech youth pick up and recycle mattresses left curbside in Cambridge and uh, the employees recycle the uh, about the, you know 85% of each mattress to be reused for other purposes. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. So this keeps them out of landfills which most um, landfills have stopped actually accepting mattresses at this point and so our commissioner stated that this since this program started in April of last year over 4,000 mattresses have been recycled and he estimates we will see 5,000 annually. That is so bonkers. I know. Like, I asked that question on Monday night. I don't know what I was expecting for an answer. I was like, well, how many mattresses have yeah. recycled? And when he said that, I was like... I know. I know we... Like, so, yes, we live in a university town, but still, that is a bonkers amount of right. recycle, like mattresses. So, thank God this... We have this program. This program exists. Um, they, I mean... Not only is there the recycling piece of it that keeps it out of the landfills, but it's also this workforce development for really at-risk youth. It's key. Um, and so it's, it's, I'm just so glad that we've, it took a long time for the city of Cambridge to like kind of get on board with UTech. I just feel like it took a long time. Yeah. But now that it's here, I asked like, is it here to stay? And right. I think because there is no landfills that is taking mattresses anymore, like I think this is, yeah, this is at least this program is here for a while. Okay, so another item from the city manager that came forward with um, a $300,000 appropriation to fund a new hybrid vehicle lo uh, lottery program for taxicab owners here in Cambridge. So apart from um, the fact that they are hybrids and they have a positive impact on the environment, these, um, as these high-use taxicabs will be taken out of service and replaced with more environmentally conscious models. So this funding will also offer like crucial, critical financial support to the taxi industry. So as we all know, I think we talk about this all the time, the TNC um, networks, so Ubers and Lyfts have hit the taxi industry hard. And so we really felt like it was critical for the city to step up 
and support our taxi cabs during these hard times and help them evolve for future success. So this is one of the many ways the city um, has been supporting the needs of the taxi industry. It's definitely just a first step. Um, I think we said that a bunch of times uh, during the meeting that this is a good first step. It's only going to buy around 30 taxis and there's about 150 uh, medallions that still exist here in Cambridge um, and cars on the road. Um, we also are doing we're working with something called wave it's just an app that works with the taxi industry and it works very similarly to what you would see on your uber app or your lyft app and you can pay online um so that very soon will be rolled out and used by taxi drivers and riders alike to streamline the process of requesting a taxi and allow riders to pay their fare um, right in the app it's only being used right now in new york city where they're going to be the second city in the whole country to be using this so it's pretty exciting and yeah. um, like i said we you know it's a number of steps that the city is taking to support the taxi industry and th there are a lot of people who did come taxi drivers to express yeah. their uh, just happiness that we're moving forward mm -hmm. so that's great we also voted on setting uh, a home rule petition to the state legislature to lower the voting age in municipal elections that we've been talking about in last few episodes the cambridge youth council came to speak on its behalf and we actually got a fair amount of press on this petition uh, we were in the Globe, we were on WBRU and um, some other local publications, and it was just amazing to see the Youth Council getting um, this press and, and, and props for the hard work that they're doing. And as, as we said last time on the podcast, this is the third time this idea has gone through legislature, the first in 2002, um, and then the second in 2006, both of which I was a part of, and Hopefully third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I actually really, so the youth council, the, all the members of the youth council came and, and um, spoke together. And I loved what you said to them, which was, you know, you, that you had been involved in the previous two efforts. And though they didn't fail, or they, <laughs> they did fail, <laughs> though they didn't win, <laughs> go forward, yeah. um, that it was really about the process and really understanding how, how city and state government works. And that you said to them, that's how I ended up here. Right, right, and right. they can too. It's 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 about the process, and sometimes you fail, and that's okay. It, uh, it, it is it's okay. all part of growing and learning. And um, it was it was very uh, as I was in the seat, I looked out at them, and it it brought me flashbacks. And oh, I'm sure. Flashbacks. I was like, I remember doing this, and Tim Toomey was here. <laughs> you know, I remember being like, oh my God, he's here too. It was just very like, oh my God, my life before my eyes. I'm sure he felt the same way. Like, Isn't oh that my weird? Gosh. Like, can you think of yourself as like a high schooler just <laughs> flashing forward and seeing yourself in that seat? It's just crazy. That's crazy. 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 That's crazy. crazy. Uh, so, so that was great. Uh, we, uh, this past Tuesday night, we had a school committee roundtable. Uh, and these roundtables, the goal is Well, it was a joint roundtable between the school, school committee, committee and yeah. the city council around and, the school budget. Yeah, around the school budget. And it was a very, um, it was started around 530. And uh, I was had looked at the minutes of the two last year roundtables that mm -hmm. had happened mm -hmm. early in the process. And they all got out early and like, it, you know, I, and and I knew this was not going to be the case because this everything that's happened this year there is this real um, desire that this budget be transform the disruptive and transmorph what's that word transformative transmorphic no <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we we had a lengthy discussion on that and I had wanted my colleagues from the city council to start and each one of you had something 
really good to say and i think even though it was you know challenging challenging, Mm -hmm. i think we had this conversation i think at our budget hearings in may last year and right the the budget the school budget the budget didn't pass almost the school budget and so i wanted to be in a position where it's we're transparent about the thoughts and the concerns and what we're looking for and i think it was good for the school committee members who are we're all five of us are new to hear that i think it was good for the school administration yes as well um you know those those conversations are uncomfortable but i think we all need to start feeling comfortable having uncomfortable conversations when it comes to our kids and their academic success and their there's what we are doing and not doing to support them so um yeah i feel (laughs) like i got a little emotional but um no it was good uh and but i thought everyone like you said i thought everyone had some really good points to make um i hope that you know i i feel like one of the things i said was that the community is looking for Mm -hmm. this to be a transformational and disruptive budget and to address all of the issues that um have come up over the past year but also you know counselor simmons really pointed out it's like this is this isn't new um we've been having this conversation since and she like she really brought the receipts right she was like in 1945 this happened and then 1950 this happened and she's like and then this happened um and And our outcomes are the same yeah and so she was basically like what are we going to do about it how much is it going to cost and how are we measuring success and how are we evaluating those who are um in those spots Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um I think at the end of the meeting, we talked about having another um, conversation yeah. that was not going to be, I mean, these roundtables are hard, right? You get your three minutes and then the next person gets their three minutes. It's not like a, it's it's not not a conversation. A, yeah. It's yeah. not a free flow of ideas or conversation and you can't respond to something that somebody said. Um, so hopefully I'm, I think you said you were going to be working on putting something yes, together. Indeed. Yes, so indeed. I look forward to that because I, I do feel like there was a lot of um, people who left feeling a little like there were lots of things unsaid. Yeah. So let's look forward to that. Um, But you can watch that. That was televised, right? It sure was. And I think it would be really good for people to watch um, that conversation only because I think it uh, you you might hear yourself reflected in some of our comments. Yeah. Um, Okay. So other things that have happened. The Tobin Montessori vaseline upper school um school reconstruction project there was an updated presentation this past wednesday night at the tobin school um and where the architects in the city presented a a next option after they listened to the um the neighborhood and um some of the school administration and um residents around kind of some of the key issues that we've been talking about of since we saw the first presentation but they've really refined this and i think this is probably going to be the option that we move forward with it seemed like it hit sort of all the buttons um it keeps the contiguous open space um that is there now it moves a lot of the massing closer to fresh pond parkway which i think was a concern for a lot of people like why are we putting all this massing near the neighborhood when there's you know there's just like the old tokyo restaurant and the car mechanic 
you know, on the, on the Fresh Pond Parkway side. It increases height on that side, too, and increases the setback uh, of the building from Alpine Street to more than it is now, which actually I think the Alpine Street neighborhood is very pleased about. It does decrease the number of planned preschool classrooms, which was eight, and now it's going to be four. But the city is committed to finding them where they are actually needed, which is in North Cambridge, uh, not West Cambridge. So the Justice Art Building on Ringe Avenue is a great option, um, which is closer to where the need is. And so the city is looking into if there are ways to partner there. But, you know, I've been saying this at every meeting we've ever been to. (laughs) It's like there's empty storefronts everywhere. And we really don't need, if we need preschool classrooms, we don't need them four and a half years from now. We need them in September. So um, we could do it earlier if we wanted to if we were motivated to find some some great space and um so that was the update there it's it's online i will tweet it out um i think the architects and the city have done a really good job of responding to the needs of the many many stakeholders that that use that site not just the schools you know the neighborhood the the baseball leagues the lacrosse all the all that stuff so um i also did like a couple of fun field trips I know. I went to go see a program called ROCA um, in Chelsea, which um, is an amazing, amazing program for young men as well as young women. Um, The Young Women's Program is for young mothers, um, trying to help them get their GEDs, make sure that they have childcare, uh, make sure that they are um, have housing, and then for young men, it's really um, a a focused deterrence for if you know if you are arrested and you. can either go out on um i don't know what i'm saying go out on like if you're probate you can go out on probation and sign up with roca and they will help you through and get you into jobs uh, they'll do yeah. workforce development they make sure that you have housing they do counseling they do um, they do rehabilitate com- yeah you, and they yeah. do this like cognitive behavioral um therapy which really helps young men really retrain their brain on what you know fight or flight syndrome so they're doing an incredible 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 work and I was able to go and see their whole operation Um, we have a a tremendous number of men in young men in Cambridge who really could use this and we don't have a um, Cambridge based site we don't have a Cambridge based site but we also don't have a Cambridge based uh, caseworker Mm -hmm. Um, we share one with Somerville right now so the problem is there's I don't know if you know this, but Cambridge and Somerville has a lot of beef right now. Yep. So if some if there's a caseworker working with Somerville kids, the Cambridge the Cambridge folks are, do not trust them. So there was sort of this conversation around um, what could we do mm-hmm. as a city to kind of mitigate that right now because we do have quite a number of young men who require that kind of service. And um, so that was one thing. And then I ended up going out to the Minuteman Career Technical High School out in Lexington, which is amazing it's amazing it's no have you been there it's brand pictures, new yeah i couldn't go oh that's right yeah i went in your stead yes it was amazing i want to go there i know I i've heard so, i mean and totally. you were with uh member fantini member rachel and, and member wilson. wilson and we had a great time we met with the head of school and and really were energized around what technical high school really looks like um in if you are really dedicated and focused on it so we got some there were some good lessons learned and we saw some great programs really really great programs um so that was really fun to kind of leave cambridge a little (laughs) bit (laughs) i didn't go far lexington and chelsea but still 
Hey, that's pretty good. Listen, I haven't I left, really left Cambridge in a long time. I know. I left the confines of the six <laughs> miles. <laughs> so what's on the, it's long weekend. Yeah. So it's Valentine's Day. Yes. It, love is in the air. I, f- I feel it. Yes. I yes. definitely feel you, it. Can I tell you a really funny story? Um, I love funny stories. So uh, Sarah had asked me, hey, uh, do you have a favorite quote? My aide. Uh, do you have a current quote? You have a quote. You have a like quote you like. And I was like, uh, f- you know, she didn't tell me the context. It was for something completely unrelated to love, right? You and talk so, about the tree patriarchy. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> but I was like, oh yeah, I I have this. I love the you know Moulin Rouge, the the play and the oh, movie. Mm-hmm. I love that movie, and I said a quote from there. And then I was like, oh, I do have favorite quotes, and I realized they're like from the Notebook. I know you um, asked me about a Notebook quote this morning, and I was like, I saw that movie like one time. <laughs> if you're a bird, I'm a bird. For all the fans out there, and then there's um, what are you talking? Oh about? my god, you don't know this? Okay, the other quote is um. Should I read this quote or should I not? Oh, well, it depends. I don't okay. know what it is. It's, it's, it's just it's a it's okay. The best love is the kind of love that awakens the soul and makes us reach for more. That plants a fire in our hearts and brings peace. You should see Alana's face right now and brings peace to our minds. And that's what you've given me. That's what I hope to give you forever. I love you. I'll be seeing you. It's such a good movie. You have to see it. Is, is that quote for me right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm so flattered. <laughs> it's for you. Anyway, yeah, um, Valentine's Day. So, yeah, today's Valentine's Day. Tomorrow is the Cambridge NAACP brunch. The annual event. Annual it event. It is the, the event Premier, of the season. You block off four hours. At least. At least, at least. I'm getting a blowout at 9.45. The first brunch I went to, I was like, in and out, easy peasy, one hour. Like brunch. Yeah. Like regular people. Yeah. Like brunch. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Like my my husband was calling me. Like, does something happen to you? That was, I just remember <laughs> that. I remember it was my thirtieth birthday, one year. <gasps> oh my remember? god! And I was like, wow, was I'm, it the first? Year? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm never leaving. No, it was no, in 2018. Yes, but yeah. now I know to block off four hours. Yes, and um, you so there. Okay, so it's a super fun event. There's a lot of people. I guess there's 300 people who bought <laughs> tickets. There's so many people going. So yeah. that's that'll be fun. But are you getting? An award or something? I'm getting. They're honoring me, which is very oh, is nice. That, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. They're giving me an award. Um, anyway, so I have getting my hair did oh. on uh, at nine forty five in the morning. Oh, I oh heard. yeah. So my um my 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 friends, two of my best friends, they got me. They're such great friends. They got me a gift certificate to blow uh, not a <laughs> dry bar. I know. I I have almost <laughs> called it blow bar a few times. <laughs> I never mind. Dry bar, dry bar. Dry bar. It's like a blowout dry bar. That have you been there before? I have. I've been going because I'm just like I need to like look better <laughs> with my hair and like do something with it. So uh, you'll be there tomorrow. I'm bringing my, I'm bringing my parents and well now a I feel like I need to blow out my hair. Well, you're not going to be in the head table up up on the. Oh front. oh, excuse me. I guess I won't be. No, I meant like that's. <laughs> Well, you're not you special. Be. All right. No, they told me I have to be up. It, no, they I'm put just you in you. the. You have you to know? sit with all the other honorees. Yeah. Oh, I don't know where I'm. I have to sit on top. I have to do a greeting. I have to write that right now. People, I write my own speeches. <laughs> uh, uh, my ch- anyway, my chief of staff starts next week, which is exciting. Oh, that is exciting. Um, I noticed you had a new person in your office. We have a new too. executive assistant. Oh, she she's from the so city. Nice. She's. Uh, she did the Cambridge Works program, and she's um from the community and she um she's great very very pleasant what was her name subu subu okay. she also speaks hindi which is great oh that's awesome so, uh, anyway what else oh 
There is so a special meeting. Oh, we have a special meeting on Tuesday. It's vacation week for a lot of people. but Like myself. Uh, yourself. But it's, yeah. I, I'm here. I'm here, guys. No vacation for the mayor. Um, the, we do <laughs> but have you a, got to sit at the special table. I do, I do. No vacation. <laughs> so th- I- next week, there's not that much going on. But the week after, I wanted to, in case we are not back next week, um, is the Black History Month reception uh, at 5 p.m. Um, on Wednesday the 26th from 5 to 7.30 um, at City Hall. We are going to, um, uh, you know, feature art by back black local artists and we're going to unveil the 2020 Black History Month poses gem. And a, it, there's going to be a presentation by Dr. Manisha Sinha on black women's roles in the suffrage movement. So, so good. So please come. It's February 26th at... Five. Is the postage stamp, is it Gwen Eiffel? Yes. Oh, okay. It is. How it did is. I know that? Just pulled it right out of you somewhere. It, there she is. Oh, it looks so good. So please come to that. Any other events we're missing? I really, I'm going to be gone next week. So where are you heading? Out of town. Okay. I'm either going to Lexington or Chelsea. <laughs> we can't tell viewers. <laughs> I will be here if anyone wants to hang out. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm literally so happy there's nothing every night. There's like literally no meetings that I know that happen. It's so f- I have no meetings at night. It's so funny. My husband the other day was like, "Are you home for dinner tonight?" I was like, "I'm never home for dinner." Right? Like, what are you? T- I haven't been home for dinner in two and a half dinner. Years. What is I dinner? Know. Exactly. What? Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a lovely um, Valentine's Day. Have a have a great night. Um, and also have a good school vacation week if you're heading out of town or if you're just going to have a little bit quieter week at the office enjoy it hugs hugs and kisses bye Bye.